Welcome to Tournament in a Tea Break. It's uh, quite late. My name is Roz Satter and I'm joined by... Ricky Diamond. And we are at the ATP Finals. I'm see if I'm going to get the name right. Yeah, it's the ATP... They've shortened it to the, ATP the, Finals. The NITO ATP Finals. NITO yeah. ATP Finals. No longer the World Tour Finals. I know. Though, even though a bunch of people still call it that. I do. I still, <laughs> I still um, when I save all the... Uh, um, Orders of playing stuff, I still right. save it yeah. with that initial and then chuckle to myself because basically <laughs> I'm a child. Some um, people even still call it the Masters, like the Masters I know, Cup. I know. Like, that well, was, that was like 2007. Has it as the Masters Cup, and it's like, oh, okay. That was more than a decade ago. <laughs> so, firstly, Ricky, how are you? Are you feeling weary, Ricky? A little bit weary. I took the overnight flight from Atlanta. Uh, I guess that was Saturday night, Eastern time in the United States. So, I got here this morning at. Uh, <laughs> 7 a.m. So I haven't really slept much, but, uh, you know, I hit the ground running at tournaments and can <laughs> get through the first day and sleep tonight. So I'll be ready to go again tomorrow. Well, I mean, this is the always this uh, obviously Remembrance Sunday, which makes getting here quite uh, tedious as well. So I always arrive on the Saturday. Um, and I missed the whole of the first match because I was on Love Sport Radio. Uh, I was checking the live scores, thinking, yeah. oh, I wonder whether I'm going to have time to get over. <laughs> um, and the answer was a resounding no. no let's, start with, let's start with Djokovic and Berrettini. Little um, Matty Tiny Hat was soundly beaten, I think he it's was. fair to say. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't miss much. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it only lasted an hour and three minutes. Uh, my, I predicted the score before the match. I think I said six three six two, and it was, was six, and it was six two six one. So yeah. even a, a little bit more of a beat down than I even expected. But you know, Djokovic in his press conference talked about how like he was kind of in the same situation as Berrettini was in two thousand seven when he was a debutant in Shanghai back when it was I guess yes. the Masters Cup, and he got smoked in all of his round robin <laughs> matches like by Ferrer and Nadal and Gasquet didn't want to set so he went 0-3 0-6 in sets so he was kind of out of his league that was back when Djokovic was 20 and now you know now Berrettini's the debutant at 23 and the massive underdog and Djokovic is the veteran so I mean it really wasn't that big of a surprise I don't no. think no I mean I, I predicted it was going to be Djokovic in straight sets simply because uh, indoors he's coming in with a lot of good form um, you know, Berrettini probably didn't have that that bad form himself, to be honest with you. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, first time on a on an indoor gluey court. Well, it's not really gluey here, actually. It's quite quick. I think it's surprisingly quick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But perhaps not quick enough. <laughs> like, no. It's hard to get the ball by Djokovic on in, on yeah. any surface. And and it certainly looks like Djokovic has gotten rid of any such niggles that he might have had. Oh, yeah. In the lead up to this. Yeah, I mean, I his mean, fall swing's been really good, which is kind of surprising after the US Open. Yeah, I mean, I just think he's a little bit motivated on the news that Rafael Nadal might not even get past the group stages yeah. injury-wise. You know, I mean, it, for, for me, it's always bizarre. So he wins Paris, but for some reason he loses Paris and London all at the same right. time off his yeah. points, which makes no sense to me. Why did they do that? Because surely he should have lost London this week. Yeah, technically, going by the 52-week plan. I guess they just... I don't know. The ATP I, are a rule unto themselves at the moment, really. Right. But, I mean, it won't affect their year-end ranking, but obviously Djokovic would have been the number one seed here yeah. if if he had kept the London points from last year. Yeah. In which case he would have been in Group A and Nadal would have been in Group B. So. Yeah, I mean... But yeah, I don't really know why all the points come off at once. Yeah, because I, I, I read it when I was actually trying to thinking, eh, what? 
Yeah, it was weird how he dropped to number two after winning a, 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 a 1,000-point title. Yeah, I, yeah, I <laughs> And Nadal was... didn't play. <laughs> that was the thing. It's like, right. okay. So the moral of the story is withdraw while you're in the tournament <laughs> with either your hand or your abdo because nobody's really sure, uh, and then get the world number one. Right, yeah. Okay, well, So I guess, well, Nadal, how many points did he get first? Semi, he still got... 400 or yeah, something. So, like yeah, he got a fair amount. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he would have been ahead. I mean, even even if he hadn't played Paris, he would have been ahead because he was off yeah. by 640. Yeah, because it wasn't, uh, wasn't um, Djokovic defending. Yeah. 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 Okay, so... Or Djokovic was defending runner-up. Hatchinov yeah. won Paris last year. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Um, so, if we brush past them in the same way that um, Djokovic rather rudely <laughs> brushed past Berrettini... It was a, a lot, it was a better match um, yeah. this time around. Now, I predicted this was going to be a tight three-setter and that Federer would, would clinch it, but there's something about Team 2.0 that I think is um, is festeringly dangerous. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's surprising, too, because like, he had never been that good on hard courts before this year. And then he he brought on Masu, his new coach, who was a clay quarter himself. <laughs> Yeah, right. Well, not, I mean, not really. He did win the Olympics on hard courts, so he was, but he was mostly a clay quarter. Yeah. And right when they connected, team won Indian Wells, beat, yep. beat Federer beat in the Federer. final. Then he won, then this fall he won Vienna and Beijing, so two more hard court titles. So, yeah, his form coming in was really good. But, mm-hmm. I, but I was with you. I was still on Federer coming into the match. Well, I mean, you know, the team started really well, two up, and then Federer sort of pegged him back, and I thought... I'll be honest, I thought business as usual. I'm just going to type a few other bits and pieces and just keep a a steady eye. I had Austrian people behind me, so I didn't even have to look at the score or whatever because I could hear by their excited squeaking where the scores were going. And then... um, and then I, I just thought it was going to be business as usual. Yeah. And then a really sloppy game from Federer in the first set. Yeah. Shankaholic. Yeah, back, the backhand shanks came back to haunt him again. Wow. So. But team was keeping the ball really deep, like yeah. especially off his returns. He was returning the ball like hard and deep right at Federer's feet, and yeah. Federer just like wasn't ready for it. I feel like Fed either needed to get in behind his serve or like stay back, and he was getting caught in between, and team was hitting returns like right at his feet well, at the baseline. And what I thought was. I mean, we've seen it when Federer plays um, Djokovic. If Djokovic pins him at the, ba- at the baseline and then dictates play from there, the longer the rallies go, the better the chance you think for Djokovic to win because right. Federer begins to struggle. And I just had a sense of that with the way that uh, yeah. the, the team was just keeping him pinned right in those corners. Yeah. He, he, couldn't get at, he couldn't get out. And, and as you say, dropping balls right at his feet, right at his body and making him sort of go even further back right yeah they had so many long rallies where they were both like pulling each other on the run like cross court and whenever team was on the run he would hit a running forehand like powerful back into fed's forehand court and when federer was on the run playing defense his forehand he would eventually just net it like team was getting the best of all the long rallies i mean i thought the second set was going to go federal i thought we were in for a long haul so um yeah, it's it's not a great start, but the beauty, of course, of the round robin is that he's not dead and, and buried. Right, he's in trouble because he either he either needs to beat Djokovic, <laughs> in which he's not the favorite, or he needs Berrettini to beat Team, and Berrettini is definitely not the favorite after their respective performances tonight. No, I mean I think he probably will. Oh, well, I, I, I can't see him not beating Berrettini. To be absolutely honest with you, Team or Fed. Federer. Oh yeah, yeah. Federer will be Berrettini. Yeah. Um, and then, but then he's going to need Berrettini to be team on the yeah, on that, Thursday, which is which is 
I mean, Veratina will have two matches under his belt, and he probably won't. He won't be as nervous. But based on how they play today, team's yeah. a big, big favorite in that match. Well, let's go. Let's have a quick look at tomorrow. Um, so first up is uh, Stefano Tsitsipas and Daniel Medvedev. So both of them debutants. My money is slightly on Medvedev. My money's pretty big on Medvedev. <laughs> <laughs> You're okay. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, even allowing for the fact that he's taken some some time out, much needed time out. Yeah. I still would have him a little bit more solid. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Sitsipas plays good tennis. He plays great, you know, inspired tennis at times. But it's just mentally, it's just. He, yeah, he's, he's a bit of a mental midget. At times. Right. And especially against Medvedev because they yeah. hate they hate each other yeah. and sits and passes zero five lifetime in the head to head. Yeah. Okay. So, so we think that that's definitely a, a. I mean, like in terms of talent, it should be pretty even. But yeah. I just think mentally, with the way Medvedev's playing and just the way he owns him five zero in the head to head, it's hard. It's hard not to go with Medvedev. Now, do we think that Rafael Nadal will actually take the court? It's tough to say. I mean. Based on what I'm hearing, I think he's going to, and what I've seen from his practice sessions. Well, it's interesting. So he practiced with um, Batista Agut. Right. Who um, wants him to withdraw. <laughs> yeah. Because Batista Agut's in, if Nadal's yeah, exactly. out. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's what I thought. So I thought, well, that's interesting that they're hitting. But um, I saw somebody's practice footage that said that there, there was a whole lot of no, not very much missing going right. on yeah, there. Right, yeah, I saw that. You know, yeah. so, they, so obviously... The Dow feels relatively comfortable. Um, and the key is his serve, and according to all reports, that's been getting better and better yeah. with each day. I mean, he ha- he's got Zverev, who is finishing at quite a click this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. After sort of being a bit wishy-washy, so he won Geneva, what, in the clay court season? I think Geneva's in, yeah. in that in the actual proper clay court season, not, yeah, not that strange. No, no, not the clay court season. Yeah, 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 that's a disastrous part of the season. <laughs> yeah, so he actually won it in the pucker, and then he had all this management kerfuffle going on. Yeah, that's been going on the whole year. Yeah, and now, and even then, even in all access, he was going on about it. Right. Yeah. Um, even though he's transferred over to teammate. Yeah. It, it's still played. after which he immediately got on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's, but it's still obviously playing on his mind. But anyway, he's, I think he's finished with a lot of momentum. The thing is, is that momentum going to carry him through a slightly cropped Nadal? I mean, it's, it doesn't bode that well because they, this head-to-head series is also 5-0. Five, five oh. both, yeah. <laughs> both, both of the matches are 5-0 five five oh head-to-heads tomorrow. Um, I mean, I think it's all, it all comes down to how Nadal is. I think a healthy Nadal wins this match. Yeah. Not easily, but pretty comfortably and but uh, obviously I think if Nadal's less than like well if he's less than 80% he's probably not going to play if he's less than 90% yeah. then it'll probably be a pretty it could go either way yeah I'm, I'm going to I mean I think Zverev's chances get better if you can drag him to three sets I think Nadal has to win in two yeah I think if he's dragged to three it's I mean it depends like if he I could see him like losing the first just because he hasn't time and to... he, yeah and he hasn't he's only played one match at this tournament in like the last four years I know so I could see I him I could see him like getting off to a slow start and then coming on but if he wins the first and then like you know his injury starts popping up and he loses the second then he's definitely in trouble mm. okay well we're gonna make this one short and sweet uh, because you're of your jet lag so hopefully <laughs> uh, tomorrow's roundup will be a little bit more in depth 
Uh, it, should, it should be a good day. I mean, both matches are. Yeah. You got the rivalry between Sitsipas and Medvedev who don't like each other. And then the. <laughs> I think un- the word you're looking the, for is hatred. The hatred, yeah. <laughs> and then the uncertainty surrounding it all. So a lot of, a lot of questions are going to be answered tomorrow. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, you have, of course, been listening to Ross Satoff from Britwatch Sports. And Ricky Diamond from TennisBalls.com. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye.